Welcome to Into the Woo, a wellness podcast hosted by Alice Hu. I'll be exploring the world of crystals, energy healing, spirit guides, and more to help you understand how they can unlock your potential. These concepts have helped me discover my purpose and my truth, and I can't wait to hear how they will inspire you. I'll show you how they can be accessible and powerful tools in your life. I am obsessed with astrology. It's one of those systems that I use for myself, use for my clients, because every time I look at my birth chart, my astrology, I learn something new. It's almost like the information is revealed to me at the right time, right when I need it. Even looking at my sun, moon, and rising, which are the basic uh, parts of astrology, you know, the triad, those three important things that kind of really paint a picture of who you are, you know, every time I read about it um, from a different type of astrologer, or a new app, I just learned something new, a different perspective that just paints a better picture of who I am. And I love, 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 love it. I especially love it in helping me figure out stuff in my career and business. There are a lot of cool things that astrology can tell you about your professional life, what you're going to be good at, potential um, occupations and roles, and you know how you should operate to find success. Astrology also tells you about other parts of your life, like love, your relationships, family, And the important thing to remember is that nothing is set in stone. Astrology still allows you to have free will. And astrology truly is just a wonderful tool to help you discover your truth and to really use it as a way to reflect, to be curious about who you are and why you are the way you are. I remember the first time I really dug deep, like past your horoscope, which is just your sun sign. I began to really just fully accept myself. I felt really seen as I, you know, researched, looked into my birth chart and astrology, and I was like, oh, this is why I am the way I am. It was just so much self-acceptance, and it's only kind of um, amplified and um, increased as, you know, I explore this modality, this tool. I'm really excited to have Cho Huang of Astro Forecast on the podcast. I discovered her a year ago on TikTok, and she was sharing amazing content about astrology. It was very practical, very accessible, really the same vibe as how I like to operate, how I like to share all the different things in spirituality, holistic wellness, and all things woo. And I was like, wow. This is incredible. I love everything that she shares, and she has such a strong focus on career as well. And so I hope you enjoy this episode as we share a little bit more about the basics of astrology, but why and how astrology is a gateway to spirituality. All right. So Cho, thank you so much for coming on to the Into the Woo podcast. I would love for you to share your story and how you got into astrology. So yeah, the story of how I got into astrology, um, I feel like this is a story that a lot of people can relate to um, being in the pandemic as we are right now and everyone questioning their path. But for me, it really started with a deep reflection on really the state of the world and the state of our country and how there was so much division and 
hate and anger seeming to percolate um, and getting stronger and stronger over the years. I would say for me, my first break with um, reality or my first, first questioning of reality came in 2016 with the election, of course, uh, really a time when I questioned, is, is there a glitch of the matrix? Is this simulation? Like what is going on here? But it made me feel like um, there are negative forces in play and I'm not doing enough to uh, do see the change that I want to see in the world. I am not uh, doing what I am here to do. At the time, I was in my former corporate job, which was in software engineering. Of course, a very lucrative job, um, a very stable, well-paying job, but it was nothing that I was super passionate about or was inspired by. Seeing all the chaos in the world, it really made me feel like I had to make a bigger difference or a bigger impact. Um, and that really made me question uh, everything that I stood for. Through this questioning, it led me to around 2018, which is when I had what most people would call a spiritual awakening. Uh, I actually had a dream one night after a day of a lot of depression and anxiety and sadness and having a panic attack. Um, that night, I had a very profound dream where it was made very clear to me that this moment was a period of rebirth and of transformation and that I was awakening to my next path in life and really the path that I was put on this earth to do. The next day, I felt a renewed sense of purpose, like, hey, I'm actually not alone in this universe. There's like at least some kind of cosmic force or some universal higher power that is trying to connect with me and is trying to show me a better path. And so that really led me to studying different spiritual topics, esoteric topics. I'm just trying to expand my understanding of reality. But I would say about six months after my dream, I just randomly happened to run into a YouTube video that talked about tarot and astrology specifically. And it just came out of nowhere, but I feel like it triggered some kind of childhood memory or a soul memory of when I used to really love reading horoscopes and looking into astrology. You know, growing up, I used to love looking at, you know, the newspaper columns, the magazine horoscopes, um, never really took it seriously until 2018 when I realized that, hey, there, I am, sorry, I got a little off track. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. But, yeah, but it triggered a childhood memory in me of how I used to love reading horoscopes and used to love reading the newspaper columns. And it made me realize that, hey, this is something that I'm actually passionate about. Let's just start learning about this and see where it can go. I just got fully obsessed learning astrology every single day, even though I would go to my nine to five, I would also use my lunch break to read about astrology, you, you know, after work, go home and just constantly be looking at people's charts. Um, just a couple months after that, honestly, about like six to seven months later, I decided to just quit my job and try to do this full time. So that is where it's landed me today. And actually, it was divine timing from my perspective, because I quit my job fully and I moved to a new city to pursue this in February of 2020. And you know, of course, the pandemic really kicked off a month later. So I definitely feel like the universe was directing me to be in the right spot at the right time to um, make the most of um, what was to come in the next couple of months. Oh, and I, I love that. I had no idea that um, you have only been studying astrology for a couple years because it feels like you've been studying astrology for like decades. You have such great deep knowledge on this subject. And I remember I had found you over TikTok and looking at all your videos. I'm like, ooh, she's like um, really kind of like 
in 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 the same type of space as me and and really making the esoteric the spiritual um the mystical just more um accessible and understandable to people so that more people can understand the magic and understand how to um, utilize this in their lives and so i think you know just by you saying that and sharing your story is inspiring a lot of people to take that leap people tell me all the time hey i want to start a wellness business but maybe i need these certifications that certifications or i don't have enough experience but you know um, I did a post uh, on Instagram a little while ago about how you don't need all the certifications. You don't need 10 years of experience to really show value and to share something meaningful with others. Exactly. And that is really what I see as the value and the beauty of astrology and knowing your birth chart, because honestly, it was through my own personal exploration of my birth chart and really understanding what the planet said for me that I actually realized that, hey, I can be good at astrology. Like this is something that my chart says that I have strengthened. You know, I have Aquarius rising, Aquarius North node. That sign is specifically tied to astrology and to cosmic exploration and space. So the birth chart really confirmed to me that I am passionate about this and I'm passionate about it because I'm actually really good at it. And this is something that I'm supposed to broadcast uh, loudly to the world. So it really gave me the, the faith and the peace that if I pursue this, I will be supported no matter what. Oh, I love that. I remember when I got into astrology, um, really got into it a couple of years ago by looking into my birth chart. Um, and for those who don't know what their birth chart is, the positions of the of the planets and other um, celestial bodies of the time of your birth. So everything shows up a little bit differently for each person. And I began looking at my sun, moon, and rising, uh, my north node, my south node, um, placement of signs, plants, and, and all of that. And I just went down this deep rabbit hole. And each time I look at my birth chart, I learn something new. And I think, you know, just as what you said, Cho, that it was just very affirming. I felt very seen in the way that I do things. But also I remember I looked at my North Node probably four years ago and my North Node is in Pisces. Mm. Very spiritual, mm -hmm. you know, healer vibe. So it's really no surprise that I'm in the industry doing the work that I'm doing now. And so I think it gave me the the boost, the confidence boost and the trust that, you know, this is going to unfold. Exactly. I always call astrology a tool for our intuition. You know, it's here to just affirm that the things that we're interested in or the things that light our heart on fire, the things that make us happy are really the things that we are meant to do because it's reflected on our birth chart. Yes, yes. Okay, so for the astrology newbies listening to this episode, um, the basics that you need to know, um, I think, are the sun, moon, and rising. Uh, oftentimes with the horoscope, we really focus on the sun sign, but if you feel like the sun sign doesn't really represent who you are, then you should really look at your rising sign and moon sign. So Cho, what do the sun, the moon, and the rising signs um, tell about? A person. Yes, of course. So in astrology, we call the sun, moon, and rising the big three because they are the three most important placements on your chart. They inform your core identity, your personality, what drives you, what motivates you, like the core soul urges that are informing every decision you make, whether it's the job you take or the kind of partner um, you end up with. But it is really the place to start if you're brand new to astrology. Again, most people are familiar with their sun sign because it is really the sign that the sun was in at the moment of your birth. So 
for you, Alice, of course, you know, you, I know that you are a Leo sun. So you were born approximately between July to August, August, when the sun was in the sign of Leo. The sun specifically on your birth chart represents your core values and philosophies in life. It is really your ego, your heart center, the fire that lights you up inside and really dictates um, what kind of actions you want to be taking in the world. For you being a Leo sun, I mean, I love Leo energy because it's such a fiery, vibrant sign. Um, the sign of the performer or the leader or the one who is on stage. So this would really say that you are motivated by a soul urge to be seen by other people and to be recognized as a leader and to be someone who is known for the wisdom that you share. So that is really what is driving you at the core to get out there and be seen publicly. But of course, the moon and rising influences your sun strongly. So the moon specifically, I would consider the second most important uh, planet next to the sun, but the moon represents your emotional nature. So it's really how you feel things, how you express your emotions, your inner world, your subconscious thoughts. Your moon, Alice, is actually in Capricorn, which is a completely different sign than Leo. So act really adds, <laughs> yeah. an in yeah, adds an interesting flavor to the Leo because Capricorn is specifically a very business oriented sign, I would say. I mean, it's traditionally associated with work and career, but they are known for being very practical, very down to earth, very serious, um, much more work and ambition focused than the average Leo. So while you are this flashy performer wanting to get out there and be seen and recognized, you also have the side to you that is um, very serious and practical and wants to help people own their mastery as well to step into a more um, self-reliant role, a disciplined role, a more mature and serious role. Even though you do it in this creative, fiery Leo way, you are ultimately helping people step into their own entrepreneurial power or their own um, ambitions, essentially. Now, mm -hmm. Honestly, when when we first got on our um, call just to kind of get to know one another and you had brought up, oh, well, Capricorn is like a, a sign that's very much so aligned with career. And I don't know how I missed that being a Capricorn, mm. of course. <laughs> you know, how did I miss this? But also I was like, wait, this makes so much sense. This is why I love helping people one-on-one -on -one building their businesses. This is why I like um, doing spiritual mentorships and how I have this business. Like it's really helping people to unlock, you know, their potential and to be able to understand, you know, what is my truth? What do I care about? How do I want to contribute to this world? And, you know, what is my purpose in this lifetime? And, and as you kind of speak more and I'm like, yeah, this is, this is me. This is <laughs> exactly and it's interesting. I know another girl who does astrology. Um, she has strong Capricorn energy and she's specifically a career astrologer. So her niche is to help people unlock um, insights about their career. So that's interesting. Yes. Yes, it is very interesting as I'm doing. Um, it, I'm in the process of like doing a bit of a not rebranding more of like um, re brand like um, retweaking, being a little mm -hmm. bit more um, specific. And it definitely is going to have more of like a career um, entrepreneurship, professional um, mm. flair to it or focus rather. I've always had it, but it, I don't think it's been kind of front and center. It's kind of been lurking in the back, but now it's yeah. I'm going to kind of shift and have that be front and center. And I love that for you, honestly, with your Capricorn rising specifically. So the last piece of the big three is the rising sign. And for you, it's actually in Capricorn as well, the same as your moon sign. But 
the rising sign specifically indicates how you best show up in the world. It's almost like the role or the identity, I guess you could say, that you're meant to be taking on. It's the way that the public will receive you the best, like the role or identity you're meant to step into. And again, being in Capricorn, you are really supposed to be seen as someone who is career focused or entrepreneurial or who is leading people in that direction or helping people take journeys through their career or journeys through their work. At the end of the day, I feel like career and work in astrology is really synonymous with your higher calling, like really what your soul is here to do. But again, for you being a Capricorn rising, you show up best as uh, an authority figure or a leader who is able to help people shift in their career and business. I just love talking to astrologists, like um, talking to many different types of astrologists because it's... um, there's definitely rules and systems, you know, uh, in place for astrology, but everybody interprets it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Like you could go to one astrologist or read, let's say, an astrology column by one person and it not be your vibe, but then someone could talk to um, you, Cho, and be like, she is really speaking my language. Absolutely, absolutely. You, there are definitely astrologers you will vibe in vibe with and you won't vibe with based on the energies that they're putting out and how that resonates with you. But I always say, you know, with astrology and with prediction and forecasting work, every prediction or forecasting I do is really just an invitation to a possible timeline that could manifest for you. And so you don't have to feel like the timeline that I'm painting for you is the one that you resonate with. Perhaps you resonate more with another astrologers who astrologer who's painting a slightly different timeline but all it is is your we are guides for showing you what the future can be so you want to pick a guide that um, res- brings forth the future that you really want to manifest for yourself I love it I love it <laughs> the astrologist as your guide and kind of helping you figure out you know what you can actually manifest and because they bring a very specific perspective and the and the words that they use very powerful it helps you see your world and what you can achieve in a very different way Exactly exactly just having a third person perspective no matter what is helpful um, but feeling like there is a sense of being guided by the universe or that there is some kind of greater timing and meaning to all of this um, is super helpful as well of course and so what do you think um attracts people to astrology i know that you interact with so many different people and so what do they come um to you for like what is their like burning question when you're doing a, a birth chart reading yeah i definitely feel like astrology as with any esoteric or spiritual practice you know people are really drawn to it because they want a sense of guidance or they want a sense of being supported and that we're not totally just alone out here just like bumbling or figuring our way out through the world and i feel like so many of us have had this need triggered through the pandemic and through everything that's happened feeling a sense of uncertainty or instability and wanting to feel like there is a greater purpose or a greater meaning so i definitely feel like we are all searching for answers and we're all willing now to kind of look beyond what was considered the mainstream or accepted um, in society. So I feel like that's really exciting. But I would say, you know, the most common questions I get are really quite simple for my clients. You know, I would say the most common are definitely about career and love. Everyone wants to know how they can have a better job that is, you know, not draining their energy. Everyone wants to know about their love life. Um, I would also say people are also very concerned or have questions around health and family. But 
especially after 2020 and after, you know, the shakeup that we've been through, everyone is reimagining or rethinking their career in some way and whether they can do something that feels more aligned or is making a greater impact. Totally, totally. I feel like um, COVID really sped up the timeline for people who were not in the right place. Um, And so now everyone's like, you know, do I actually like my job? Do I actually like where I'm living? Is this how I want to live my life? And, um, you know, life is too short for you to wait around. It got us out of autopilot, I would say. (laughs) Yes. And I love that because now, you know, we're here doing this work. Really, you know, more and more people are getting confused and figuring and understanding like, wait, I'm kind of going through an existential crisis, but everyone's, <laughs> but everyone, honestly, you know, I, you and I both went through this pre pandemic. So in some ways it was easier. I think some people might think that, um, because it happened during COVID, they're like, oh, it's just going to go away when we get our vaccine. But I'm like, no, it is not going away. It has just started for you and you cannot ignore it. If you feel called to do something different in your career, if you feel called to move, like you got to do it because it's just going to come up and you do not want a, to get a literal kick in the butt from the universe like I did when I fell on my um, tailbone for the second time last year because I didn't start this podcast. Wow, exactly. The universe is showing you a science like, hey, if you're not going to do it, we're going to make you Oh my God. Yeah. So you want to get those um, earlier messages rather than the the later messages (laughs) that are a little bit more intense. I totally agree with you. Like, yeah, this, I feel like is just the beginning. I know people are hopeful and they ask me all the time, like, is this going to go away? I honestly feel like from a spiritual perspective too, that this is just the beginning of, Mm, you know, upending and change. And I I relate that back to astrology because in 2020, 2020 was a massive year for astrology and it makes so much sense why literally everything seemed to fall apart at the time. But in 2020, we had three new cycles beginning, three conjunctions between um, very important and powerful planets. And this is something, some of these alignments we have not seen in hundreds of years. So it w- it's really signaling the birth and birth of something new. It's really the start of a new era and a new cycle for humanity. So again, this is really just the beginning. Um, it's going to escalate and snowball and snowball. So you really want to be aligning yourself now um, because there is just so much more to come. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, there's tons of people out there who are like, you know, astrology is not a science and it's not real and all that. But then I'm like, well, what is real? And also, I mean, a lot of astrologists told me that 2020 was going to be a tough year, but you can never really understand like, what does that mean? Right? Because Mm -hmm. January was a tough month. I mean, and I was like, oh, this is what they meant that it was going to be a tough year. I don't know why I thought it was just going to be for like a month and kind of dealing with all the things that happened in that month that felt like a year. Mm-hmm. But then it really, really escalated. But, you know, astrologists have known that this was going to come for quite some time. And if you kind of um, uh, look at where these transits and all these things were happening, you know, in history before, like there were big things that happened at like in these certain instances, right? Exactly. Like that's what people mistake about astrology, I guess. There is very much the woo-woo spiritual aspect of it, but it is also quite scientific. I mean, one, we are definitely just tracking the movement of the planets in the sky uh, using NASA data. We are, that is what we're calculating. We are not making up planetary movements. Um, But the other thing is astrology to me is just another way to measure time. Essentially, time is the most important component of it. You know, we as humans, we are used to a linear sense of time where one thing just happens after another, after another, after another. In astrology, 
we measure time in cycles. So we see time as repeating and themes as repeating, events as repeating. So that is how astrologers are able to make such accurate um, and specific predictions because we say, okay, this important alignment's coming up, you know, Jupiter conjunct Saturn. What does that mean? What has happened in the last 20 years when that alignment happened? What has happened through out time as we've seen this alignment occurring over and over again in 20 year cycles. So we understand as astrologers that things repeat, time repeats, history and themes repeat. So all we need to do is to understand the meaning of the planets and to understand the history. And we can clearly understand what themes are coming up for us based on what has happened in the past. Yes. And this is why astrology is such a gateway into spirituality. I think the more you dig, the more you're just like, this is mm -hmm. this is kind of nuts. Like there must be something out there that's kind of um, dictating like what is happening or guiding us to and giving us this very strange but awesome tool to help us understand ourselves, but also the world around us. And so I think especially now, you know, with, with the new cycles that 2020 has started and will continue, you know, to kind of show us what's going to happen this year and the, in the, in the coming years, um, is that, you know, humanity is ready to be more spiritual. Absolutely. I feel like there's, it's no coincidence that coincidence that this is happening because we as a collective, even astrologically, we are moving into a very important epoch or era. I guess most people know it as the age of Aquarius, but we are entering this new 2000 year cycle, which really points to um, the empowerment of humanity, of humanity being able to step into their light, of humanity being able to liberate themselves from certain chains and shackles that have kept us in low vibrational states, essentially. Um, but there is a specific timing to this. And it's interesting to me seeing how millennials specifically and Gen Z are so into spirituality and into Yes. yes. <laughs> we are both millennials essentially. So I relate that back to how for most of us, many millennials, many Gen Z, we were born in specific planets in Aquarius. Again, I related Aquarius to astrology, to new age pursuits, to metaphysical um spiritual intuitive type of pursuits so there are millions and millions of us with this energy on our chart and now we are stepping into you know our 20s our 30s coming into a time when we can really start putting these voices out there yes i feel like gen z they just get it like they mm -hmm. just know they're meant to do something and they're finding out a lot earlier like you know what my purpose is to be an artist or i'm a humanitarian or i want to start a business like i just feel like they are much more clear obviously still young when you're young like you're confused about stuff but mm -hmm. i look at some of the stuff stuff that you know gen z's are doing and i'm like wow that's like really on point what was i doing at that age <laughs> like <laughs> exactly time is speeding up to i feel yeah things are just accelerating in that sense but yeah again gen z a lot of them born with planets in Aquarius and this year and the coming years are actually huge for Aquarius energy because we have many planets returning to that sign so I definitely feel the next couple of years are a time of activation and really why we are seeing these messages percolating much more strongly now and becoming almost mainstream you know like the crystals the astrology it's becoming sold by corporations and companies you know it's becoming mm -hmm. uh yeah more mainstream now yeah, and it makes sense with, you know, all the activism, you know, that's very much so um, Aquarius as well. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The humanitarian aspect, community-oriented aspect. Um, definitely a sense that we are empowering the bottom up because for 
for so long, we have been top down society, um, trickle down, all of those things. But we are realizing the power of the people, the power of numbers and the masses. And it is really only going to accelerate um, as we get into the 2020s. Mm, yes, yes. Okay. So have you encountered people who like love astrology, obsessed with it, but they're like, I'm not spiritual or kind of have a bit of friction, resistance to spirituality? I think that everyone interprets spirituality in a different way, right? Absolutely. I definitely feel there's a group of people who are comfortable with astrology because it's again, it's quite scientific in that we are literally talking about actual planets that exist in the skies the actual movement of them tracked by NASA down to degrees. It's quite mathematical, honestly. So they are very comfortable with that. Um, But to me, you know, it's okay if you are not into spirituality, but love astrology, because that's just where you are supposed to be here right now. You know, for me, it's the same thing as perhaps you are very comfortable with organized religion, but not really wanting to dabble in other things. I feel like our soul knows what is the best esoteric or spiritual topic that is going to open us up in the highest possible way. So if that's astrology, but you don't want to dabble in other concepts, then you are where you were supposed to be right now. Mm, that is so true. And but but for yourself personally, you believe that astrology is very much so um, a spiritual practice for you. Absolutely. Because yes, the further you get down into astrology, you start questioning How is it possible that everything has been timed to such a perfect degree? Like, how is it possible that I was exactly born at this specific time with my Leo sun, Capricorn moon, Cap rising that really seems to speak to me? Um, How is it that my friends have similar experiences? You know, you start to question, like, what is out there orchestrating all of these moving parts um, to create the perfect timing for each of us to be born. So I definitely see how astrology will lead you to question um, the true mechanics of our reality. I mean, I literally have no idea and I would love for us to talk about it on on a different episode because literally it's just a um, a spiritual rabbit hole and it's just Mm -hmm. so, so, so interesting. And so what would you say to people who are really getting into astrology or being curious, but they're surrounded by like naysayers, you know, that that kind of goes in hand with when you are on your spiritual journey, you might feel very isolated. And so let's say astrology is kind of your path in. Um, and, and so what would you say to people who are like, Oh, like everyone around me, like doesn't believe it. And what can I say to them? The people who are like, astrology's dumb. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I've learned the hard way, honestly, is that you cannot change other people's mind and you should not try to actually, because People are on different paths in life. Although it feels like we are in the same world, experience the same reality, we are actually all on different timelines, as I like to describe it. So we are all acting out different events and acting out um, different energies, even though we're all occupying the same physical space. So you might be on a much more elevated or heightened track than other people who are more in a low vibrational timeline or doing something else um, that is more helpful to their soul. But just understanding that you don't have to change your reality and your timeline to match someone else's because that is not serving you. You are on your timeline for a reason. Now, of course, this does mean that you would best be served by aligning to other people who are on the same timeline and energy vibration as as you. So even if the people immediately surrounding you are not into astrology, you absolutely do want to seek an online group or, you know, Instagram community, Facebook community, whatever it is. And I will say 
the next couple of years being emphasized by Aquarius, this is a huge moment for all of us to find our community or find our tribe that really mm. resonates with us. Yes. So yeah, no matter what, this is a time for us to be aligning with like-minded people because that is how we're going to accelerate our gifts and accelerate our message um, exponentially. So trying not to get down about the naysayers, just understanding that they are doing what is best for them, hopefully, um, but also trying to align yourself with like-minded people um, and trust that you know you guys will make magic happen together. Completely. I mean, this is what I tell people all the time. Like you may think that you're in the same reality, but everyone is experiencing something different. Like mm. you can have 30 people show up to a workshop and they take something different mm-hmm. away from it. Like, or they, or they had an awesome experience or it was something that like triggered them and it was very stressful or it energized them. It's, it's truly just like small degrees of difference that throughout mm-hmm. time, you know, <laughs> it, it becomes very, very big differences. That's why, mm. you know, s- someone could be super positive, super energetic, high vibe. Um, but then someone else is like very low vibrational coming from a scarcity mindset, but they may have grown up in the same community because of the different experiences and their mindsets um, and so many different things that come into play. And of course, astrology tells us, I'm sure about it as well. Exactly. And that's what I try to remind myself too, because sometimes I say things that, you know, some people really resonate with and love and other people are angered by it or triggered by it. But I have to remember that I feel like I am triggering and sending the exact message that I am supposed to send to them. Like perhaps this person was meant to be angered by me. Um, And that's not a negative thing because anger is an emotion that asks us to Mm -hmm. look within and to purge and release. And so even if you are really kind of Um, pushing up against your own parents, making them question you, making them feel like, you know, what you're doing is wrong. You are supposed to be triggering some kind of reaction in them because that is also helping their own awakening. And so it is a really important thing that you are doing with that as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, When I feel triggered, Mm-hmm. When I get angry or anxious um, or feel resistance or friction mm-hmm. towards something, I know that's where I need to focus. Mm, exactly. And exactly. I hate it. I hate it. But that's where the work happens, right? Those are the places where you can grow the most and to be curious of like, you know, why was I so upset when someone brought up this topic or, um, you know, this thing happened to me and why am I so angry about it? Oh, maybe because this has happened to you um, many different times, but um, in different ways. And it's, 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 it's something that you can view in a positive light if you choose to, because I always believe like you you choose how to react to something. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And that is also what I love about astrology because it shows us that we are actually meant or destined, quote unquote, to face certain challenges and certain hardship, sometimes certain, even certain deaths or loss that is really clearly articulated on the birth chart, like what challenges uh, and life, you know, obstacles that you will have to go through. But you realize through seeing it on your chart that it was meant to happen to you for a reason because it is what is pushing you through to the other side. You know, people often say like, you need to break down in order to break through. And I feel like that is so true because we need to let go of all the resistance, the ego, the negativity that has been building up for so long for us to be really able to step into a higher light or a higher vibration. So the chart really affirms that what you're going through is, you know, you're not crazy. You're totally right in your feelings to feel sad about it or angry or depressed about it. But just also understand that those things were put in place so that you can reach a higher level. And it shifts your perspective completely on your life challenges and your life wounds. 
Mm. So then what about when people are like, wait, if everything's already written in the stars in my birth chart, then do I have free will? Yeah, absolutely. And I totally understand. I get a lot of resistance from people about that as well. And I will say, first of all, right off the bat, it's like, absolutely. Astrology, astrologers, we all believe that there is free will. Like you are free to do exactly what you want to do. You have choices. You can make decisions. Now, for me, I really just see astrology, the birth chart as a blueprint or a map, almost a guide of how you can best live your life or take your highest path. It doesn't mean you have to take that path. Again, you can go the complete opposite direction. You can do something totally else. But the birth chart gives you a really handy tool, a map to show you exactly which points you need to take on your journey or what areas of life you should be focusing on. And so it can just really accelerate your growth. But of course, again, you can choose to do with a map what you want. You can just throw it away and go a totally different direction. Yeah. And it's not to say that you're not going to end up something really wonderful, but it almost feels like you're always going to be attracted, like certain things in your birth chart, you know, will always be such a magnet for you. Exactly, exactly. It's like, I always say to people, you know, I don't know what my next move is, or like, I don't know what to do for my job. It's like, just ask yourself the basic question. It's like, what makes you happy? And like, what do you actually enjoy doing? Because that is literally your inner compass pointing you in the direction that you're meant to go. So even if you know nothing about your birth chart, you will most likely be attracted to the things that you are meant to do. And actually, yes. I have personal experience with this because um, I decided to do nonprofit work and technology work before I knew anything about my birth chart. Come to find out, again, I have a lot of Aquarius vibes and Aquarius is specifically the humanitarian nonprofit sign along with the inventive technological sign. So I was continuously attracted to Aquarian things and pursued paths in that, even though I had no idea I was following my birth chart, quote unquote. I was really just doing things that I liked at the time and it brought me through these different points and that eventually led me to astrology. Oh my God, that reminds me. I still need to have you in a clubhouse room. Yes, I know. I'm going to make it happen. Last time I had technical snafus, but I'm really actually attracted to the rooms and the experts. And I've been seeing some really awesome things there. So definitely need to join you next time. Mm -hmm, for sure. For sure. Okay. So uh, I think there's an important clarification that we need to make in terms of astrology and also um, predictive astrology, because I think that some people may not be as familiar about the latter of what um, astrology can tell us not only the future of an individual, but as a collective. Exactly, exactly. The stars tell you, of course, about yourself, your identity, what makes you you, but it also tells you what makes up the collective and what the collective is going through right now. And it can also inform what the collective will go through in the future. So to describe this a little bit further, think about your own birth chart, you know, you your birth chart indicates that at the moment of your birth, you had certain planets and certain signs bringing certain energies. Like again, we talked about how you are a Leo sun. So you were born at a time when the sun was in Leo bringing this uh, very fiery, confident, passionate energy to your identity. But we also have to remember that at the time of your birth, um, the sun was in Leo for everyone all around the world. You know, that is what the collective was experiencing at the time. And so what the collective was experiencing and the collective events that we were going through was also then informing your identity. Let's take another example. You know, let's say Saturn 
was in Aquarius for you at your on your birth chart, this would indicate that your big life challenge is to learn how to be more authentic. But again, Saturn was in Aquarius between 1991 to 1994. So there were many years when Saturn was in Aquarius for everyone. So our collective challenge at the time was to learn how to be more authentic and rebellious and revolutionary. What the collective was going through, the events and experiences that we had directly impacted your identity and influenced how you turned out, essentially. <laughs> and so what is happening outside uh, affects what's happening in the inside. In astrology, we have a saying that goes as above, so below. So it's like what is happening in the skies and in the planets, what's happening in the external world is also influencing what is happening in our internal world too. Mm, yes. Okay. So what does the next like five years look for us from like a very, very broad perspective from astrology? Yeah, honestly, a lot to discuss, I feel. Again, I do want to mention how millennials and Gen Z, a lot of people born with planets in Aquarius. And this decade, the 2020s, are really a time of Aquarian energy. You know, we had the Great Conjunction just happen um, last year in Aquarius. Uh, we have Saturn in this sign until 2023. We also have Pluto entering Aquarius in 2024. And Pluto will be there all the way until 2044. So it'll actually be in the sign for 20 years. So it's really bringing this very inventive, futuristic, technological, revolutionary energy to us. And this is what really the broad outline of what we should expect for the next two decades or so. I do want to emphasize how Pluto being in Aquarius is an alignment that has actually not happened since the 1700s, like since the American Revolution, actually. Ah. Yeah, right during that time was the last time Pluto was in Aquarius. So you can totally imagine the concept of people power, of people rising up, of people owning their uh, ability to make change happen in the world. I mean, this is literally what we're stepping into. And again, millennials and Gen Z, those of us with planets in Aquarius, we're really being called on to step up at this time and to shepherd other people through this revolution. So that is the broad strokes of what is happening for sure. It's like, there's going to be new people rising up. I definitely see a theme of new leadership, um, turning over of leadership, like certain, you know, mainstream leaders, politicians kind of falling to the wayside and new voices coming into the fray. Um, I also see a sense of systems and structures and institutions sort of being turned upside down and turned on their head. Next year, 2022, we will have Uranus in Taurus aligning with the North Node in Taurus. Taurus specifically is an Earth sign representing the financial systems, banks, um, the economy. It also represents agriculture and the food supply. And so when Uranus will align with North Node, the North Node next year, 2022, I mean, that is going to bring a huge shakeup, destabilization, and kind of a reckoning for all of those areas of life. So we have started a new cycle in 2020. And over the next couple of years, we're going to see one system fall after another after another. And really, of course, at the end of the day, these things are falling or being reckoned with so that something better can be built um, to service humanity and to service everyone, which is the Aquarius energy. So uh, expecting the unexpected is the best way to describe it. But there is a new era being birthed. Um, of course, with birth, it's always a scary process. It's always like a painful process. But we are meant to be going through it because so many of us have this Aquarian energy on our charts. 
Yes, I can imagine like some people listening to this episode and getting a little bit anxious. I mean, mm-hmm. I I feel a little bit anxious, but I also know this is happening for our highest good. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be things happening in life, you know, whether you're experiencing something personally or, you know, the collective is going through something. And so I think that reminds us to really um, find ways that we can keep peace and mm-hmm. take care of ourselves and, and to the importance of finding alignment and being in alignment. Because if you're in that job that you hate, if you're with a significant other that, you know, isn't, isn't a good match, like it's, it's really time for you to, as you said, find your tribe, find your community and find your, you know, your, your, your calling and your purpose in life, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's an opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. Again, we need to break down to break through. Each of us individually needs to reckon with, um, what is next for us? We're getting out of all the autopilot. We are really questioning what is truly meaningful to me and important to me. And again, I feel like you're so right about how we need to find a sense of alignment or centering. Um, because I do feel like both from astrology and from a spiritual perspective that spirituality in general is going to be a huge underpinning of this revolution. Like this is a spiritual revolution to me. Um, and it's really emphasized by how next year we're going to have Jupiter entering Pisces, the sign of intuition, spirituality of the other side. Um, in 2023, we will also have Saturn entering Pisces. So along with the Aquarian themes, we're also going to have strong Pisces themes coloring the next couple of years, really challenging and calling on all of us to awaken to our inner light or whatever we find is spiritual to us because we have to understand that we are being guided. We don't need to feel like everything is just happening randomly, sporadically. There is no meaning to life. There is a greater purpose. There is divine timing as astrology shows us through our birth chart. And the more that we lean into that and embrace it, the greater gifts become available to us. So I definitely feel like spirituality has become it's going to explode in the next couple of years as we go through this um, structural systematic revolution as well. Yes. And I also believe that it's also a dismantling of mental structures, of Mm. belief systems and, and for you to start to really expand your mind and understand what you, you are capable of and what is, and thus what is going to shift and change in your environment. So not only, um, the institutions that we see, you know, in our Mm -hmm. communities, in our society, but also kind of how you structure your mind and, and, and how you operate, right? Exactly, exactly. And I want to relate this back to what I the saying as above, so below. It's like what's happening outside influences what's happening inside. But also that means what's happening inside influences what is happening on the outside. So the more that you go through your own internal change, your own internal revolution and realignment, the more that will actually manifest and bring forth the the changes that we actually want to see in the world. So even if you feel like I'm not doing what I want to be doing right now. Like I'm not at my perfect job. Like I'm not making an impact on the world just by you going through that transformation metamorphosis process that is actually creating the change. And you don't need to worry about doing external things. Like you are doing exactly what you should be. The awareness alone is just making the, the big difference, the mindfulness and just having a moment to reflect and not being on autopilot being like, I'm unhappy or I want to make a change, but I have no idea, but know that what you're supposed to be do will be delivered to you at the right time and the right place. And Mm -hmm. I always say this, you know, to people that there's, if, if you're in alignment, then everything around you is going to be so much better, you know, because being in alignment is being in um, a higher vibration and aligning to your highest good and your higher self. 
And ultimately, we can translate that to being happy, to being joyful. And if everybody was happy and joyful, what would the world be like? <laughs> exactly. It's like almost. It's weird that it's a crazy concept to us, but isn't it like? Shouldn't we all be joyful? Shouldn't we all be yeah. doing something that fulfills us? You know, is that too much to ask in the world? But that is what we're realizing: is that the current systems, or at least how society is set up, I mean, it's basically set up in a way to prevent us from doing that. Essentially, yes, to keep us stuck in nine to five jobs and paying bills and doing things that we don't want to do, but we are forced to do. And so we are, you know, just by us. Going through COVID, getting to work from home now, we are redefining everything it means to be in society, to be in the workplace,、um, and I think it's bringing a lot of awakening for people. Super exciting. Yes, it is very exciting. And so, Cho, how do you、um, bring joy to your life? You know, what are your daily rituals, morning, evening? Like, what helps you stay、um, in the right vibration? Yeah, that is a great question. Because honestly, this is still things that I'm figuring out for myself.、Um, You know, I I I do have Capricorn energy on my chart and other Earth signs that really make me feel like I need to be productive. I need to work. Like I can't take a rest.、Um, and you know, we talked about this. But for me, I have been really realizing that the more I try to get things done, the less space I leave for spirit to just flow through me and let me know like what I should be doing in that moment or to guide me. Like I'm eliminating any possible way for spirit to. Bring me the messages that I'm meant to hear. So I'm trying to just essentially create more time where I don't pressure myself to do something like having free time in the morning, specifically where I can do exactly what I want for you know an hour or two and not have to look at my phone or my emails or my to do list and not feel like I have anything that I need to accomplish during that time. So for me, it's really just been not trying to set up a ritual, but more. Letting go of the pressure to、um, accomplish, I guess, or to get things done, because I just haven't allowed myself to the space to do that. But when I have been taking my morning little breaks, I have been meditating. I've been journaling a lot, actually, which has been something new for me. But just getting my thoughts out to paper.、Um, I've been listening to hypnotherapy tracks. I've been doing tapping, which is new for me. So. Some random, you know, spiritual activities here and there, but for me, the key is just to allow myself a space to not do anything. Actually, I mean that's great.、Uh, setting that intention, and I definitely feel that, you know, because we both share Capricorn energy, it's so、mm -hmm. easy to get things done and and to force ourselves to to be busy and productive, you know, whatever that means. But honestly,、mm -hmm. I have found. A lot more success and ease, like once I let things go and allow kind of the things that are meant to unfold to unfold. I have that like quote framed,、um, just、mm -hmm. like let it unfold because、mm -hmm. you know it's it's all about control and and really we don't have control but we can be in charge. And so, do you have a mantra that you or a quote that really inspires you that you frequently refer to? Yeah, definitely. For me, yeah, the theme of letting go of control is so important.、Um, one quote that I have on my wall is, "I'm open to things being easier and more magical than I could ever imagine." So allowing myself to think that things don't have to be hard or difficult. You know, things that capitalist society teaches you, our mindset of like you need to work hard to make money or whatever. I am just open to things being really easy, actually, and really fun, and really aligned, and really feeling like I don't need to, you know, perform or do too much about it. I'm just doing what makes me happy, and that is really translating into, you know, 
helpful things for other people. So just being open to things being way easier and way more in flow than um, I can imagine through my own uh, constrained mindset. I love that. You and I both are <laughs> are trying to do that. <laughs> exactly. It's hard, but that is also what I love about astrology. Again, spiritual awakening to me is really about facing our shadows and facing you know, our own emotional wounds, but also those of past lives, of karmic wounds. Um, and the birth chart can really show you that there are karmic planets on the birth chart. And there are asteroids that talk about past lives and really help you unpack. Why do I feel this way? Why was I born this way? Um, it really helps you remember that you are a multidimensional being, a spiritual being, um, and that, yeah, your this existence is not the only one you've had. And how there's so much more ahead of you um, to come as well. Yes, I totally believe that. I fell in love with astrology because it helped me be more mindful. I started journaling with each full moon and new moon and got to know myself in a very different way. It provided wonderful accountability because it's every two-week cycles. There's always a new moon or a full moon. and Astrology truly allowed me to start accepting the parts of myself that I was resisting, things I didn't like, things I wanted to change. Um, it just provided such a system and tool to accept myself fully, to love myself fully. And as I explored this tool, I began to see the power in and it's showing you about your career, your profession, and your purpose. And each time I look into my birth chart and all the different aspects of it, I learn something new. And I find it to be such a powerful tool when working with one-on-one -on -one clients as well to help them understand, you know, what is your gift? How can you kind of unlock it and be more curious about it? And how can you be more accepting of the parts of yourself that you hide and feel a little bit more insecure about? And so if you're new to astrology, this episode was, was really not about, you know, the, the intricacies or even the basics of astrology, but how astrology leads you into spirituality to pursue a deeper purpose, deeper meaning in your life. And if you are curious to learn more about astrology, definitely follow Cho on TikTok or Instagram through her handle Astro Forecast, she shares amazing insights weekly about what the astrology forecast is like, um, sharing insights like when's the best time to manifest, uh, when things go into retrograde, you need to pay extra attention to your communication or to your relationships. So check it out. Let me know what you think. And if you're looking for an app to help you explore astrology, here are a few that I really enjoy. If you're super beginner, um, a sanctuary astrology app is pretty fun because it's almost like instant messaging. Like you're just messaging and then you get an answer back and then they're like, oh, do you want the tarot card for the day as well? Do you want to learn more about your son? And and they also have uh, astrologers and psychics that you can pay for in like five and 15 increments for some crazy amount, like $5.99, $1.99. And so it's, I find that it's very, very basic. So if you're just getting into it to understand your sun, moon and rising and and other aspects of your chart that are a bit more basic and you're not inundated with a lot of information um, like the details of this is square, uh, this is conjunct. Um, there's a lot of jargon and rules when it comes to astrology when you get into it. So 
that app is really wonderful for beginners. CoStar is great as well, although I really like their um, social media posts a lot more. Um, their Instagram posts are really fun because they say, oh, like, this is how Leos get irritated, or you know that you need to change your job if you feel X, Y, and Z in this job, in your current job, based on your astrology. So I like their social content a lot more. And my personal favorite is the pattern because it gives you all the information um, from astrology, but without, you know, all that. Um, all the details that kind of get you confused, right? It just talks to you about, hmm, in your past, you may have dealt with X, Y, and Z in a relationship. Maybe you are always too giving, you don't have good boundaries, or maybe you always find some friction in your family relationships, or, you know, you need a lot of freedom. So your job needs to really reflect that. I remember when I first downloaded a couple years ago, I was like, oh my God, I really feel seen by this app and it's super easy to read and you can also connect with friends on it, kind of compare your relationships, um, whether platonic, um, romantic. They're also supposed to release like a dating um, app or feature soon too. Um, the new one that I've been using is called Chani after Chani Nicholas, the astrologer. She's written a lot of books. She's been doing this for uh, many decades and I've really enjoyed this app because there is a weekly forecast that she shares based on your astrology as well as a more general one. And there's tidbits and information about meditation to do. Uh, there's a journal prompt. And so that's something is that's something you need to pay for. All the other apps are free. And I've just really been enjoying using all the different apps because each astrologer has their own flair, has their own way of interpreting um, what's happening in the skies. So when you hear it from multiple people, it allows you to understand it in a multifaceted way. So I like to go to many places as well as Google. Google's always a wonderful resource. All this info will be in the show notes as well. Whether this is the first episode with me or you've been with me since the beginning, I thank you for your support. I appreciate you listening to me and all that I have to share. I hope you've been finding this information to be helpful. And if you know someone who could benefit from this podcast or from this episode, please share it with them because this is how the podcast grows. This is how I can figure out what content um, really resonates with you because I always check the analytics and which episodes are the most popular, which ones have the most plays. And as always, you can reach out to me. I would love to hear your feedback, what you're wanting to learn, whether it's through Instagram or through my text messaging platform. You can find me at 202-918-3414. And if you're in a place to financially support this podcast, I would really, really appreciate it. You can donate monthly or one time. If you want to donate one time, you can Venmo me at Alice Who, A-L-I-C-E-H-U. I'll include it in the show notes as well. And for those ready monthly supporters, thank you. Thank you. Your support means so much to me. Any bit of donation helps in the production and the creation of this podcast. I'm not always great for advocating for myself, so this is my attempt in advocating for myself more and asking for what I need. And so if you can support, please do. Other ways to support, share it on social media, share it with your friends, rate it five stars. Thank you, thank you.